This chapter is going to start dealing in earnest uh, with, with um, the actual kerem and actual vineyard and what makes a vineyard and what difference what difference does it make if it's a vineyard or there is a, a single vine or several single vines? And all of these things are are the subject of chapter 7, Perek Shevi'ei. Halakha Aleph. Habali zroa b'tzad ha-kerem marhek b'menu arba amot me'aikarea gefanim v'zorea. So the first difference is what how far do you have to keep your other plants away from the kerem? If it's a kerem, if it's a vineyard, we are yet to define what a vineyard means, you must keep for a mot away. For a mot away, each amma is six tefahim. Me'aikarea <clears throat> gefanim. This is from the root, from the trunk of the of the trees. However, if this were one single vine, then all you need is six tefahim, which is equivalent to one amma. So one of the of the elements of a kerem of a vineyard for you to be a vineyard is that it has to have a certain width. So if you have one row of vines, one after the other after the other, even if it extends for miles, you have a hundred vines, one next to the other, this is not a kerem. It's just like you treat each of them like a single vineyard and you only need one amma or six tefahim for each side. Now once you have two rows, this is a kerem, then you have to separate to uh, get away to create a distance of, of four amot from each side. And how many... Uh, vines does it take to make a row? At least three vines. So we need three vines by two vines. And the, the smallest kerem you have, you would think, there is one exception, but you would think is a kerem, is a vineyard of three by two. But when do we consider vines close enough to one another so that they combine to become a vineyard when they have among them between four and eight amot. So however, if you have eight amot or more between the trunks, not counting the trunks, between the trunks of the vines, then those would not combine to join into a single kerem. Continuation of Halakha Bet. Likewise, if you had less than four amot, then these keramim, although they are two trees, we see them as one tree, as one unit, and all you need is six sefachim to each side. Halakha Gimal. Hayu shalosh shurot afalpi sheyesh benahem pachut me'arba, However, what happens if you have three rows and between the first and the second there is three amot and the second and the third there is three amot. So if you only had two shurot, this less than four amot would make those two shurot to collapse into one. However, since you have three shurot now, just ignore the middle one 
and now you have a kerem. וכן אם היו שלוש שורות ובין כל שורה ושורה שמונה אמות או יותר זורע בין השורות. So even if you have several rows but between these rows there is more than eight אמות you're perfectly allowed to plant between them or among them. הלכה ד' לפיכך הנוטע את כמו מתחילה וירחיק בין כל שורה ושורה שמונה אמות מותר להביא זרע בתוכו וירחיק מכל שורה שישה טווחים בלבד. אבל אם זרח עושה לא צריך להרחיק משורה חיסונה ארבע אמות כי שאר הכרמים, ואין דין בין השורות של זה הכרם כחרם שחרב מאמצעו, שהרי מתחילה נטען מרוחקין. That's why a person may choose to plant a vineyard, to set up a vineyard in a way, there is more than eight amot between the gefanim, between the vines, which means that he can plant something else in between them. However, if there isn't eight amot, then the entire area is called the kerem, and he has to... Uh, plant things only away outside the perimeter of four amot outside the entirety of the kerem. And Arambam says as a side point, don't compare this halakha with halakha we'll see later about a, um, it, it's later in this chapter, halakha yud aleph, about a, a vineyard that a part of it was uprooted and then now you have an empty space. This is not the same because from the beginning, We are setting it up like that. הלכה ה. הייתה בשדה זו שורה אחת של לגפנים ובשדה חברו, ובשדה חברו שורה שנייה כנגדה קרובה לה, אף על פי שמפסיק ביניהן דרך היחיד או דרך רבים או גדר שהוא נמוך מעצרת טפחים, הרי אלו מצטרפות להיות שתיהן כאלה, והוא שיהיה ביניהן פחות משמונה. Something interesting, although we said in other contexts, like for example if you have one plantation of wheat and one of barley that if the ownership is different then they don't combine with respect to a vineyard because what we are concerned with as we are going to see is mostly the visual aspect what it seems to someone who is coming from the outside if I have a row of vines and my neighbor has a row of vines <laughs> and there isn't eight amot between them then both rows of vine combine to become a kerem Even if there is something in between that, that's not a full mechitza, we're going to define what kind of things fully interrupt between rows, but the kinds of things that we just described, derech hayahid, a path for private use, derech lalabim, a path for public use, or a fence that doesn't have ten tefachim of height, <coughs> these two rows will combine. הלכה ו' נטה שורה אחת בארץ ושורה אחת במדרגה ואם גבוהה מדרגה מן הארץ עשרה טווחים אין מצטרפות פחות מכאן מצטרפות just like we saw in the last chapter when the separation is of height is a vertical separation we also require ten טווחים so if you have two levels there is two degrees one and then on top of it another one if there is ten טווחים between them they are as if they are separate if there is less than that We see them as if they are joined. הלכה זין. הנוטח חמש כפנים, שתיים כנגד שתיים, ואחת יוצאת בזנב, הרי זה נקרא כרם קטן וצריך להרחיק מהן ארבע אמות בכל רוח. Now, we said that the, the, the kerem ideal, or the, the minimum kerem you would think is two by three. However, there is a way of having a kerem that's kind of, it's a variation of the two by three kerem, but it has five vines, not... Six. And how is that? This is when you have it 
as a triangle, if you have it as some sort of a triangle. So you have, if you think of a triangle with each side having three vines, right? So the third vine of each of these sides is shared by both sides. And it ends up being that you you really have two rows of three vines each. However, if they are not planted in a way that the, the third vine is in a straight line with each of these two sides, but rather it's a, you have two vines, then you have in the middle another vine, then you have another two vines. I, I have to show you in the picture here. Uh, more or less like an X, forming an X that's not a kerem, or if you have if you have something that is like a square and next to it you have one one vine, then what you end up having is one row of two and one row of three. That's not enough. You have to have two rows of three. So the third vine needs to be able to be seen as a third vine in row number one and the third vine in row number two. So each of them have three vines each. And obviously the distinction between it being a kerem or not is how far you have to plant. If it's a kerem, it's four amot. If it's not a kerem, it's six tefahim. So it's really four, a factor of four, four times more. If you have originally something that is a kerem, is a full kerem. So let's say you had uh, three rows of 10 vines each, fully a kerem. <coughs> and many of these trees were destroyed, were uprooted, were, um, they were burned, whatever it, it might be. And only some vines are left. So if you have for each betse'a, betse'a is 50 by 50 amot. If you have for an area 50 by 50 amot, if there is 10 gefanim or more left, and in, in addition to having that number, also you can find, you can, you can combine them in a way to see them in rows of at least three, even if you have to resort to the trick we just said in La Salaha of having uh, a shared vine between two rows, then this would be a kerem, this will be a poor kerem, but a kerem nonetheless. And therefore you'll have to respect that entire area as a kerem, and, and you may not plant other things in that entire perimeter. If you have a vineyard that's not planted in straight lines, but rather it's all haphazard without any organization. If you can find some order, some pattern of two against three, in that kerem, in other words, two by three, two rows of three, then, then the entire thing is considered a kerem. Vaim love, however, if you don't, if you cannot find this entire mishmash of vines, a pattern of two rows of three, it's not kerem, and then you treat each of these vines separately, and you have to respect their their individual perimeter of six tefachim, not more. If the roots 
we're aligned, but the the the, the actual branches of the tree the actual tree itself is offline it's not aligned this is kerem we only look at the roots where the trunk begins to come out from the ground if you have the opposite the the ground at the ground level things are not aligned but when you look up the actual trees are very much aligned this is not a kerem we only care about where the trunk starts growing. If when you planted them, they were very thin trunks because they were baby uh, grapevines. And when they were that way, they weren't aligned. But once they grew, they, they grew in a way that, so each of them grew to a different direction so that they ended up becoming aligned. That is a kerem. And how can you check if they're aligned or not? Bring a string and pull it from one to the other, and then you'll see if they are aligned or not. Uh, let's say you had a fully orderly, a fully organized kerem, let's say it was um, 10 rows by 10 rows, perfectly aligned, but then the middle of that kerem became destroyed, so you now have still 10 rows by 10 rows, but it's really, uh, the middle rows are partial from from all sides. So you have a whole area in the middle, a whole square in the middle that doesn't have any, any vines. If in the middle, if that square has at least 16 amot across, <coughs> then you can plant in that area, but of course you have to uh, create a perimeter of four amot away from the edges, which are the kerem, which will leave you with eight by eight. If it doesn't have 16 amot or more, then even though there is enough space, you should not plant in there. If, however, although it's not allowed, if a person did plant something in the middle, so to the extent that there is four amot away from the gef, from the kerem, then whatever was planted there did not become mitkadesh. One more concept. Now we are talking about the kerem that it's not that the inside became empty from vines, but rather the outside, the perimeter of the kerem, some of those vines fell out, became rotten or something like that between the end of the kerem and the wall or the fence that surrounds it, surrounds the property. This is called mehola kerem. It's the, 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 the circle that encircles the kerem. If there is 12 amot in, in that circle that surrounds the kerem, then you may plant four amot away from the kerem. So again, you have eight amot uh, of, of width, the breadth of eight amot. You need at least that much. 
היה בו פחות משתים עשרה אמה, לא יביא זה לא לשם, ואם הביא יועיל בלחיק על בעמות, הרי זה לא קידש. Just like the center, you may not bring, if there is less than, than 12 אמות, you may not plant anything in the eight אמות that are after the four אמות away from the kerem, but if you did, to the extent that it was at least four אמות away from the kerem, then there is no hit cut shoot here. במה דברים אמורים? בכרם גדול, אבל כרם קטן ללא מחול, אלא מרחיק ארבע אמות מסוף הגפנים וזורע עד הגדר, וכן כרם גדול שהיה בגו שורה בשורה שמונה אמות או יותר, אין לו מחול. When are we saying that we require that this perimeter, if you want to plant uh, in it, you'll need to have at least 12 אמות, when the kerem itself was a, a large kerem, and a large kerem, we said, is something that has the minimum of two by by three that's a kerem kadol but if it's a small one and a small one we defined it as a three by two but with one that that with one vine that is shared by both by two rows then there is no mahol to that rather you consider each of the kefanim by itself and you separate for amot misofa kefanim and then you can plan plan the entire area until the fence And so too, if the if the if the kerem was gadol, if it was at least two by three, but among the shurot there is more than eight amot, there is no mahol to this kerem because it's not a kerem, as we said before. If the fence that surrounds the kerem is less than ten tefachim height, or that it did have ten tefachim of height, but it didn't have a, a, a width of at least four tefachim, then if there is no fence, there is also no perimeter that will require a minimum of 12. Rather, you do what, what's done in any karam, which is to, to go away from it for amot. And you can plant until the mechitza. Why, why is that? If you think about this, because the fence, if you have a real fence, then everything that's inside that fence, anyone who sees it is going to call as a kerem. And that's why Hachamim required that you really make a point to, to, to separate it and to, to plant only if there is enough space for that plantation to be considered something of substance. If it's less than that, anyone who sees it is going to, to, to say this person is planting inside the kerem. So if you don't have a real fence, you're not creating that halo around the kerem, and therefore, even if you have four and a half amot, and you have to go four amot away, and you're only left with half an amma, you're allowed to plant in that half amma, whatever you want. How do you separate? How do you actually create mechitzot? walls to separate between a kerem and something else. A fence that has a height of 10 tefachim or a ditch that has a depth of 10 tefachim and it has a, a width of 4. Um, then that fence is enough to separate so that you don't need to create that space. So you can plant a kerem up until that fence, and then on the other side, you can plant anything else that you may want. 
אפילו מחיצה של לקנים עם אם בן קנה לחבילו של שלושה טפחים, even if the, the, the wall, the fence is very fragile, it's a fence of, of, uh, of straw, if among the straws there is less than three טפחים, this is according to הלכה למשה מסיני, it's a, it's a fully compliant fence, this is relevant for סוכות, to which we are entering in a few hours. הרי זו מבדלת בין הכרם והירק כגדר. This is enough to separate between the, the vineyard and any other plantation, just like any regular compliant fence. הלכת את זין, גדל המבדיל בין כרם וירק שנפרץ. What happens if you had a fence, and the fence between the, the field of, let's say, wheat, and the, the grapevine, the, the vineyard, <coughs> collapsed, נפרצה, a part of it collapsed. אומרים לו גדור. The person is entitled to be warned about this. So the bed didn't pass by, because they always pass by, as we say, around Adar to check Kil'aim. And they see that, so they, they issue a citation to this person and tell him, look, you're about to cause about Hitkadshut. So he gets a warning. If he fixes it, and then again, whatever, because of the growth of, of the vineyard or whatever, it collapses again. אומרים לו גדור, he gets a second warning, נתייאש ממנה ולא גדרה, הרי זה קידש. But once a person decides not to fix his fence again, then the fence is, uh, is annulled, is voided, and the result is התקדשות between the כרם and the תבואה. הלכה י"ח, בית שהיה חסיו מקורה וחסיו אינו מקורה. A structure that had, half of it had a ceiling, and half of it did not have a ceiling. And on one side, you have the, the vines that are planted, whether it's under the ceiling or under the part that's not, that, that, that's uh, uncovered, that, that goes to, to the sky. The other side is permissible to plant on. So there is no division here. There's no physical division separating, but there is a visual division. There is something that creates an artificial separation so that anyone who passes by can identify these two spaces as separate spaces. Because what we see, and we say this in Ilchot Shabbat also, is that when you have a roof over something, we also imagine, we construe virtually a wall that comes down from that roof and we are entitled to consider this wall as serving the function of a wall and if it's separating between a kerem and something else that's fine therefore if a person goes on and completes he he makes the entire structure have a ceiling now he completes the ceiling now he just destroyed that artificial separation, that virtual separation, and everything that was under it is as if it were under the same roof, literally speaking, and this becomes a sur, the same thing, obviously, if you remove the ceiling from one of the sides. Let's say you had two adjacent areas one was small, a small rectangle, and the other one is a large rectangle. We've seen this in Ilchot Shabbat before, in Chot Ayruvin, um, just as a refresher. So you have a small rectangle, the fourth wall of which is part 
of the wall, of one of the walls, of a large rectangle. Okay? So at first they had a wall completely separating between them, but that wall collapsed. And now what you end up happening, what you end up having is the small rectangle now only has three walls because the fourth wall is totally open. But the large rectangle has four walls where, it, where the fourth wall, the wall that goes into the small rectangle, is only half standing because a part of it collapsed, the part that... Uh, that that was the wall of the of the of the small rectangle. So if the the vineyard was inside the large rectangle, asulizrabaketana is forbidden to plant inside the little one. If he planted, then this is a one-way street. Whatever is planted in the small one becomes mitkadesh. But the gefanim in the large one are not because they, as far as they are concerned, they have four mechisot. If the gefanim were inside the small one, then you may plant in the large one. Why is that? Because the 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 gefanim are not separated from the tevuah, but the tevuah is separated from the gefanim. If you think about this <coughs> and the problem with the kerem is this is very interesting so the problem with the kerem if you want to think about it in, in a very simplistic way but just as a mnemonic device so you remember it for next time you have to imagine that what's infectious here is the kerem what's infectious here is the kerem what's infectious here is not the tevoa what is mekadesh one to the other it's as if this uh, this prohibition flows from the kerem into the tevuah. So if the tevuah is protected, if the tevuah is surrounded by four walls, then the tevuah is fine. That's all you need. If the kerem is protected by four walls, then the kerem can still infect the tevuah that's not surrounded by four walls, but it itself will not be infected. So if you really want to think about it, you know, again, this is not... I'm not saying that this is the way it works. I'm not talking metaphysics here, just a way to, to remember this. It's as if the Kedushah, the Hitkatshut of the Kerem, goes first from the Kerem to the Tevoah, and then it goes back from the Tevoah to infect the Kerem. So if you think about it this way, you'll understand when and what kind of walls prevent which side from becoming Mitkadesh. Halachakaf. A ditch that goes into the kerem, the vineyard, and it has the measures of, of a haritz. It, it has a depth of 10 and width of 4. If it goes all the way from one edge of the vineyard until the other edge, then this is creating two keramim, one from this side, one from the other side. And inside this ditch, you may plant because this is not inside a kerem. This is between two separate keramim. But bear in mind, you still have to respect some other halachot. Like, for example, not planting under the leaves, under the actual tree, the actual branches of the vine. So, so long as you don't have that, that's fine. If, however, the ditch doesn't cut all the way across, then this is called, like, it's considered as though it's a gut. A gut is an area that people used to make inside the kerem. It's a, a, 
some kind of a little pool into which you, you put all the grapes and then you step on them and make the, the wine that's got. And the din with a gut, the the law with respect to a gut, to this to this uh, press in the middle of the kerem of the vineyard, is that even if its depth and its width is of ten by four, which normally would be okay, is forbidden to plant within it. Unless the area inside has a diameter of 16 amot, in which case we see it as a separate area. If that's not the case, then we just see it as a feature of the kerem, and therefore you may not plant something else in it because you're planting a different kind, a different species inside the kerem, which is forbidden. Halachakaf Aleph. A pathway that goes in between two uh, vineyards. This is just like it has the same din, the same law as a vineyard that its middle, its center collapsed or, or got dried or was somehow ruined. Just like there, if between these keramim, you have 16 or more amot. Then a person may plant there so long as he keeps four amot from each of these two keramim. However, if it's less than 16 amot, he may not plant in there because, again, it looks like planting inside a kerem. Shomera is the little guard um, hut. It's a hut for, for the guard of the of the vineyard. Uh, just as a trivia point, we know of someone in Tanakh that was guarding vineyards, and that is the girl in Shira Shirim, Samuni Takeramim. My brothers, they made me guard the vineyards. So they had some kind of a hut for that. Shomera Shebakerem. If this hut is of 10 by 4, and you want to plant on top of it, so I don't know what it was made of, but let's imagine that it was made of soil. <coughs> so you may plant on top of it some kind of a of whatever you want, tomatoes. However, you have to make sure that, that the vines themselves are not climbing this structure um, because it's going to look otherwise as though you are planting them together. Even if someone were to, to take the aerial view, it shouldn't look like they're touching. When is this the case? When the shape of this hut is square or rectangular. But if the hut is round, so you'd need to have inside it enough space to create a square of four by four.
um, in order in order so that we consider it separate from the ground and and it also needs that on top of its roof you have at least three tefahim of soil uh, and and this is because given that it's a less artificially looking structure it doesn't have all of the edges and well-defined corners that something rectangular will have we require it to look even more separate from from the surroundings so that everyone who sees it understands what's going on now an actual house inside the vineyard if the if it had more than three by three inside it if it has an area inside it of more than three by three which is enough for a human being to fit you may plant inside it any any kind of vegetable if it has an area inside it the hollowness of it is less than three by three you may not plant within it because it's we see it as lavud we see it anything that's less than three tefahim we ignore in jewish halacha with respect to architecture and you may not plant inside it one single individual vine that is planted inside a hole in the ground or inside the ditch then uh, all you need to, to, to have away from it is six tefahim like any other vine and then you can plant the entirety of that uh, crater that hole in the ground or that ditch just like you do in a plain in a plain ground in level ground without it being a crater or a ditch however if it has a depth of 10 and an area of four by four then you may not plant inside it because as you can imagine this now looks like a discrete area and the 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 vineyard has now the, the vine sorry has now taken over this area and if you plant something else inside it people who see it are going to say oh this is a crater where there is a vine and there is something else So too, a single vine that had around it a gader, a, a fence that had a height of 10 and a width and a breadth of 4. He may not plant on the actual wall. Even if this is more than 6 from the from the vine. However, so long as there is six tefahim away from the kerem, this would not cause hit kachut. Away from the vine, sorry, this would not cause it kachut. How far should a person be so that they plant? At least four amot to each direction. And only after, so we see it as a kerem because it's a a self-contained unit and only afterwards you may plant the rest of the crater 
or the rest of the area that's surrounded by a gader. Baruch Adonai le'olam. Amen ve'amen.